We continue on with the Quick Serve Podcast. Another week of this presented by Toys and Ford in Chippewa Falls. Remember to check them out. Great service here. You always need to service your vehicle. That's going to help prolong the life of the vehicle you have. But if you're looking for uh, a new vehicle, new and used vehicles right here at Toys and Ford as well, peruse what they have online, give them a call, check them out here. You may even come across Craig himself. When you stop by Toys and Ford, Scott here, Craig across the way. Craig, how's it going? I'm doing great, Scott. How are you today? We are in the uh, the midst of, of winter and the holiday season. At the time of recording this, uh, people are smiling and, and happy and, and all of that sort of thing. We talk about it this time of the year. People get new toys and what have you. And one of the, the toys people are getting you know, in their overall lives in the next number of years, and some already have them, are hybrid vehicles, electric vehicles, and I know we've talked about certain aspects of this before, but I know you want to talk about charging your vehicle today. Yeah, and the fun thing is when I go out in public and talk to people, the the two questions I get asked the most is, hey, how's how's the inventory coming, which we we can always talk about that (laughs) many times. And the second is they love to talk about electric vehicles and and what's coming, And, and everybody usually comes into it with a preconceived notion of it's good, it's bad. Uh, or it's going to be a problem, or it's going to work, or it's not going to work. So it's kind of fun to talk about that stuff with people because I, I like to, uh, I can't help it, I just like to play devil's advocate on it. So it's if, if they take a good approach, I say, well, here's the problems that we're seeing. If, and if they take a negative approach, I can say, well, here's the here's the good things that you might not be thinking about. But I've really appreciated Ford's aggressive approach to electrification because it's, it is not going away. We're seeing more and more uh, upstart companies, and it's, there, there's obviously downsides to electric vehicles, and I think we've got a long ways to go before it is the primary workhorse of the, the American auto industry. But I really appreciate uh, where Ford's gone. Uh, the Mach-E's out, uh, and it's been a great car if anybody's driven it. And if, if anybody's not driven it, um, don't judge it until you've driven it because it is something else. The Lightning's coming. Uh, the F-150 Lightning version, the electric version, all electric. And same with the E-Transit. And that's actually one I'm really excited for because when you think about the amount of people driving – uh, day in and day out delivery vehicles that are putting on probably only 40, 50, 60, 100 miles a day, but uh, are, are really high gasoline users. The fact that we have an electric vehicle coming for those people specifically with significant payload capacities is going to be a huge game changer that they can just go back to their workplace, plug it in overnight, and be ready to go the next day. That's great. But when I say plug in overnight, that's what really tends to freak out a lot of the uh, potential buyers of electric vehicles. The big complaint is charge time. Interesting story I read today for, uh, coming from Purdue University in in, uh, uh, in in work with Ford, the partnership that they're working on. So that's been pretty fun to read about, and we'll get to that. But currently, I can say the Ford Pass charging network is composed of uh, it's just over 19,500 charging stations right now. So that's a lot in, in North America and the United States here with over 63,000 plug-ins. So that's not just people at their homes. These are ones in public available. Uh, and there are all sorts of stores that are out there. I mean, you can see them. I mean, we've got major stations down uh, at the mall, down by Keystone Cross in there. Uh, they're going to be on pharmacies and all these some, sorts of places. Some are going to be free. Others are going to be on networks uh, where it's kind of the thing where you're going to swipe a card and be able to start charging. So when people say, how are we going to be able to charge these places? You set up an account, you plug in your car, it charges your account automatically. So it's going to be pretty great. But like we said, the big concern, long-distance travel. I mean, the people who are living around here driving vehicles, it's not going to be a problem. You're going to have time to get home and, and not have a problem. Like I said, Purdue is working on a new system with Ford Motor Company, and the news is is, is pretty exciting. So the fastest charger that's out there right now, uh, which I think I think Tesla supercharger is probably the fastest, 
it has 520 amps that's being delivered to the vehicles, which is just a crazy high amount of electricity. It would be way more than a fatal blow if you were to be connected to it. But to charge an EV any faster than that, an electric vehicle any faster, a higher current needs to be able to travel through that charging cable. And there's just a limit to what you can do because it gets too hot um, throughout that process. The, 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 the current actually can melt the cable. So the higher the current and the greater amount of heat that must be removed from the charging cable to keep it operational. So the cooling systems that the chargers currently use can only remove so much heat. Using an alternative cooling method, which is a, a water vapor system that they've, they've created here at Purdue University, Purdue researchers have designed a charging cable that can deliver a current 4.6 times that of the fastest EV chargers right now in the market by removing up to 44, 24 uh, kilowatts of heat. So what they're basically saying is from those kind of technologies that could be coming, the potential to charge an electric vehicle would be there to do it in like five minutes. And that's pretty comparable to what we're seeing at gas stations at this point. But it's pretty in-depth and pretty complicated. And is it practical? The answer is not quite yet. So obviously we, we've seen the faster we charge batteries, and that even comes with batteries on our small gas engines, even our own vehicles right now, the faster we charge those engines, the faster that battery breaks down and is no longer usable. So we want to make sure this isn't the only way we're doing things, otherwise it's going to be a problem. So the question becomes, how is this technology going to be usable? Obviously, anything we can do to make the process quicker is great, but we need to realize that it's not going to be practical in every application. So it's going to make sense if you're driving around your house, charge up at your house. If you're going to the mall and you need to fill it quick, go to one of their 30-minute supercharger stations, and you're not going to have the big problems. However, if you're traveling across country and you've got the option to charge at a five-minute station, you could do that and be back on the road. Or if you want to take better care of your battery long-term, when you're taking uh, a longer stop at a restaurant or a gas station, do the half-hour charging and don't break down that battery. So when I've read about this article online and, and what these researchers have done, which is really impressive, that's the big thing I've heard people say back. It's like, well, the battery's going to degrade a little, so much faster. Don't have to use it all the time. There's going to be applications where it makes a lot of sense. So that's why I think if we... Uh, are, are careful with that stuff, we can, we can, uh, we can really expand what we're doing and, and use those 19,500 charging stations. And that's, you know, I'm saying that that's in the early days of electric vehicles. We've got such a long ways to go with these yet. We're going to have, you're going to see charging stations in every corner at some point in our life. And the next question becomes, how, where does electricity come from? Obviously, we're lucky right here. We have hydroelectric power coming into here that really makes life uh, easy with electricity. Solar power is getting better and better every day. We're going to keep building on that, obviously. And then there's other ways that we're, we're working on power, too. We might even see nuclear stuff come back at a bigger scale level, too. So It's fun to see this technology emerge. And as you said, it's not as just simple as, oh, well, it's, it's, it's electric. You have to think of the infrastructure behind it and how do you get the, the infrastructure for the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. But... It's a it's a coming. Stuff's already here, and more's a coming, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not going to go away, and I we know Western Wisconsin is not going to be quick to adapt to this because we are so spread out, and um, we we've we've had a love of you know gas combustion engines, and that's going to they're not going to go away immediately. But I, you'll see it more and more on the coast, and if you go to the bigger city, if you run to Minneapolis, if you run down to Milwaukee, if you're in Madison, there's Teslas all over. There's uh, there's Nissan Leafs. There's Prius, uh, you know, plug-in hybrids. There's uh, Chevy Volts down. There's Chevy Bolts. There's, you know, we've got our Mach-E that's down there too. I mean, you see them, and they're 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 around here too. I see Tesla driving around here. That's I, I think it's great. I'm excited to push the boundaries of of what we're capable of, and 
and finding a different way. I think the faster we can get off gas energy, the better it is long term because it takes away that that power in the world. And you know, so it won't happen as as quickly as it did with this 15 years ago. But it's it's when people think about change, you got to remember 15, 20 years ago. People didn't have HD TVs all the time in their home, and there was only a few channels for that. And then there'd be the one person in your block that got the HD, and then a couple more people got the HD, and then everybody got yeah. the got the HD. It's it's one of those things that maybe some of you out there are the first ones to take a plunge in your group. In other cases, there'll be others in your group, and maybe it starts off where it's just you know we've got our cars and we've got our hybrid or we got our electric, and then next thing you know is you're replacing others. Take a snapshot in your mind, folks. When you're thinking about the progression of things, it's it happens right in front of you sometimes. Yeah, and it's it's going to take a couple people to be the initial um, leaders on on getting these vehicles in, into our area. But uh, I think the first couple people that have the F-150 Lightning are going to be really good at showing off what the vehicle's capable of. Most people around here are driving their trucks maybe 10, 15 miles a day. So I mean, there's no reason an overnight charge isn't going to get you back to full power again. And obviously, we've got a lot to learn about what temperature is going to do to affect that battery life, what other things are going to affect that battery life in terms of towing. But it's such a fun, great start. And I really love the fact that Ford's gone all in on their number one selling vehicle for 44 years, the F-150, and said, let's make this one an electric vehicle. Gas one's not going away anytime soon, but we've got the, another alternative. Outstanding. The the only thing we have to think about is uh, way down the road there. Uh, you know, a lot of people right now like to go fill up their gas tank, and that's the excuse to go inside and get themselves a snack. <laughs> well, eventually those uh, gas stations will have electric charging uh, situations there, and uh, the the charge will be very quick uh, in generations from now, and you'll still be able to go in and. and take advantage of a cup of coffee and a donut. I'm pretty sure Quick Trip's not going away anytime soon. <laughs> Craig, thank you very much. Thank you.